Yeah, round of applause one more time there. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God is good. Can you say amen in this place? Come on now. We're going to turn to our Bibles now to John chapter 2. I want to minister for a few minutes the word of God here. John chapter 2. Amen. You know, we want to start by talking about the significance of this day. Dare I say this is one of the, my favorite uh, uh, seasons of the year because it is the pinnacle of what we believe as Christians. Because many good men have passed this earth, many good men have walked this earth, and some people relegate Jesus Christ to just being a good man that walked this earth. And yes, he was a good man that walked this earth, but this day commemorates that thing that separates him from all good men. Can you say amen in this place? The thing that is the differentiator of Jesus Christ. Because the good men that people talk about, they went to the grave and their bones decomposed there. They still stayed in the grave. People talk about Muhammad. He went to the grave and as far as I know, he stayed there. People talk about Buddha. I never met the guy, but he went to the grave, stayed there. People talk about Confucius. All these people talk about good men, wise men. They hit the grave and stayed there. But my God, Jesus Christ came off that cross, went to the grave. Three days later, burst the grave open and he is alive in this place. Can you say amen? Come on. Yes, we need to understand the significance of that. Because without Jesus Christ risen, we are just another religion. Come on, I said without Jesus Christ coming out of the tomb, we're just another p- p- a group of people following a wise teacher. But no, when he conquered death, burst open the, 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 the grave, stepped out victorious, he stood a cut above everybody else. That's why the Bible says his name is above every other name because no one can do what Jesus did. Can you say amen in this place? Come on now. God is so good. That's why this season is probably one of my favorite seasons because it makes or gives us the reason why we are called Christians. We follow Christ because we don't follow a God who is dead. We follow a God who is alive, living in us. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And that's the significance of this day. I want to read from a portion of scripture that you probably wouldn't read usually on an Easter Sunday, but I'm going to read there anyway. It says John chapter 2, verse number 13. The Bible says, now the Passover of the Jews was at hand and Jesus went up to to Jerusalem and he found in the temple those who sold oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers doing business. And when he had made a whip of cords, he drove all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and poured out the money changers, uh, uh, sorry, poured out the changers money and overturned their tables. Remember that he overturned their tables. And he said to those who sold doves, take these things away. Do not make my father's house a a house of merchandise. And his disciples remembered uh, it was written, zeal for your house has eaten me up. So the Jews answered and said to him, what sign do you show us since you do these things? And Jesus answered and said to him, destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up. Three days, I will raise it up. You know, there's a saying 
in the 17th century, and it refers to a board game in which a player can turn a position of disadvantage into a position of advantage. And the saying is, uh, the tables have turned. Amen. Come on now. So I want to preach a, t- a sermon of entitled, uh, Turning the Tables. See, because that's exactly what Jesus Christ did. Jesus Christ didn't just turn the tables of the money changers. Come on. Jesus Christ turned the tables on the enemy that day. Can you say amen in this place? Amen. Jesus Christ took a place of what looked like disadvantage and turned it to make it an advantage. Can you imagine the demons? Can you imagine Satan and his whole onslaught, his whole host of demons when Jesus Christ breathed his last on the cross? Can you imagine the demons were jubilating? They were celebrating, partying, saying we did it. We are victorious. Even through the Saturday, they're saying yes, we have done it. He's in the grave. We rule this place but can you imagine their faces on Sunday when Jesus burst through them their jubilation turned into fear their rejoicing turned into retreat because Jesus Christ turned the tables on him can you say amen in this place Jesus Christ turns the tables and we have to understand that God continues to do that all from the beginning of the age even till now he turns the tables I find it interesting that the beginning of our scriptures start saying now the Passover of the Jews was at hand and we understand what they celebrated in the Passover we understand that it's them remembering when God turned the tables on the Egyptians can you say amen in this place come on the children of Israel were bound in slavery for hundreds of years. They was forced to labor, hard labor. But then in an instant, God turned the tables on them. So much so that the the people who were poor and bound left the place free and rich. Can you say amen in this place? Exodus 12 and verse number 35 says, Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses, and they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold and clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they granted them what they requested. Thus, they plundered the Egyptians. Or in other words, God turned the tables on Pharaoh and his whole country. Amen. Amen. God is the God of the reversal. God can change situations in an instant. It may look like there is death. It may look like there is pain. It may look like you are losing. But in an instant, God can click his fingers and change the whole situation. To now we are victorious. To now we are uh, overcomers. That's why when Paul said, listen, when I am weak, I am strong. Because I serve a God who turns tables around. Can you say amen in this place? He said, let the poor say, I am what? Rich. Come on, because God turns the tables. We are more than conquerors because we serve a living. In God that's able in an instant um, to turn things right side up. Um, so the devil may say, um, I've got you bound in chains. Um, I've got you bound. You're mine. But no, all you have to do is wait three days. <laughs> and Jesus Christ can turn the table like he did thousands of years ago. He'll turn it in your life right now. Can you say amen in this place? Uh, we serve a God who is able to turn tables around. And you see, I love when things like that happen because you see the hand just shift in an instant. I picked up an article of a a young man. He was getting bullied in school 
Um, it was terrible, bullied in school. And uh, one day he, he was running out of his school ground and the bullies chased him outside of school. He was running all the way, they didn't live to, he doesn't live too far from school, so he ran all the way home, scared, fearful for his life. It was just him, and the bully was chasing him, because when the bully catch him, he's going to deal with him. And he thought, no, if I can just get home, if I can just get home to my house. And he ran as fast as he could, and when he got to his gate, he can see his front door. He goes, he starts to yell, and as he starts to yell, the bully thinks he's getting scared now, I've got him just where I want him. But as he starts to yell, the front door swings open. And that day, it was his older brothers. It was his dad. It was his uncles. So the minute they saw that the tables turned, the bully slipped and tried to run away as fast as possible. Now the one who was chasing was becoming chased. Can you say amen in this place? That's why. Come on, we serve a God who is able to send the enemy chase. And that's why the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Because God is the one that turns the tables can you say amen in this place I want to talk about uh, secondly power power to turn tables look at John chapter 10 verse number 17 I love this Jesus Christ says I lay down my life I lay down my life that I may take it again verse number 18 no one takes it from me But I lay down of myself. In other words, voluntarily. I lay down my life. And look at this. And I have power to lay it down. And I have power to take it up again. This is the command I have received from my Father. Think about this. Think about what Jesus is saying. Because anybody can lay down their life. Anybody can do that. Anybody can lay down their life. And I've heard some, some, some fantastic, heart-wrenching stories of people doing just that, laying down their life. Parents in the house, listen, you know you would lay down your life for your children. Can you say amen in this place? Oh, wait, wait, we should, amen. <laughs> Come on now. We should do that. We should lay that. We can do that. It's possible. We have the ability to lay down our life. Uh, uh, just uh, the other uh, month, obviously, the, the, the tragic earthquake that happened in Turkey, there was a story of a, uh, of a young uh, child coming out of the rubble, but they realized the only reason they was able to come out of the rubble is because when it started coming down, the mom covered the child and literally laid down her life for the child. People can do that. I've heard some heart-wrenching stories. Listen, it's a noble thing when men lay down their life for their country, fighting for their country. I've heard stories, people going to the armed forces. And listen, I thank God for people that will go and join the armed forces and, and secure the country while we're here eating chicken. Amen. They're out there fighting on the front lines. Listen, I praise God for that. But people will go and lay down their life for fighting for their country, fighting for a cause. People have many times, I heard a, a, a Ukrainian soldier was fighting on his own in the trenches and he trying to try to hold a position and he did so against some Russians until they found his location and they had to take him out. He laid down his life for his country. I find it great. It's a, it's a fantastic thing, but anybody can do that. But once we lay it down, that's it. Once we lay down our life, it's gone. Jesus Christ has the power to lay down his life, but he has the power to take it back up again. Can you say amen in this place, Nobody else can do that. Nobody else can say, listen, I want to lay down my life. But when it's all said and done, I'm going to take it back up again. 
conquering the very thing that we all fear. You know, people fear death. People, uh, they don't have a, an understanding of what's going to happen. You know, when I speak to people in the streets, it's a great equalizer. Doesn't matter if you're a millionaire or you have nothing in the bank. Death equalizes everybody. It brings us to that level to realize we are just vapor. We're here today and gone tomorrow. Listen, I remember like it was yesterday that I was celebrating my 18th birthday. Come on now. It's just a few years after now. Today it's, it's changed because life flies by and life literally is like a vapor. But once our life is laid down, that is it. But Jesus Christ has the supernatural power to say, destroy this temple. And in three days, um, I will take it back up again. Three days, that's exactly what he did. He has the power to do that. The power to say, I'm going to pick up my life again. I'm going to do that in front of all of you. And you will know that I have power from on high. You will know that I am the great I am. Because I said or I did what I said I would do. I love Isaiah 53. It is a fantastic prophecy of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Verse number four, we're going to start here. It says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Verse number five, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Can you say amen in this place? Come on now, Jesus Christ laid down his life for each and every one of us. That's a noble thing to do. But the day he picked it back up, we can say by his stripes, every single one of those whiplashes he got, he did that for you. He did that for you. He did that so you can be healed spiritually and physically. He did that so you can be whole. He did that so when he is lifted up, all you've got to do is look at the cross and you will be healed. Just like the Bible says when Moses lifted up the sun, serpent and they looked at the serpent anyone that had a snake bite was healed we have the view of that today we can look up at the cross of Jesus Christ and be healed behold be set free no one else has the power to do that Jesus Christ has conquered the very thing that equalizes us both and if we have the belief in him if we hold him in our heart listen when we step across that eternal line when we finally do breathe our last if Jesus Christ is our Lord and personal Savior all that he went through on the cross will be shown to us right then and all we'll be able to do is bow our knees and close our eyes and worship because of what he has done for us listen we need to actually understand that Jesus Christ has done what no man can do for you he's paid the price paid the penalty and he is seated at the right hand of the Father now with victory and the best thing is he passes that victory onto us. Can you say amen in this place? He passes that dominion onto us. He passes that authority onto us that we can say death where is your sting? Or we can stand in victory knowing that when we do die it's just the body that's going to die. Take my house, take my cars, you can keep it. I'm going on to a mansion that Jesus Christ has been preparing for me for 2,000 years. He said if I don't go to prepare, I wouldn't say if I didn't go to prepare it. He is preparing a place. Jesus Christ did all that uh, so that we can be uh, resurrected with him. We can be resurrected with him. You know, he turned the tables on the enemy. 
But the beautiful thing is, he gives us the power to turn the table on the enemy also. We can turn the table. Look at Romans 6, verse number 3. Bible says, Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, we also should walk in newness of life. When Jesus Christ raised from the dead, he gave us the power to be raised from dead works. He gave us the power to be raised from the death, from the the, the stain of sin, the bondage of sin. He gave us the power to walk, the Bible says, in newness of life. In newness of life. Jesus said in John 10, 10, that he came to bring life that we may have it more abundantly. Come on, we can have abundant living right here because of what Jesus did on the cross. Come on, we can live as mighty warriors for God because of what Jesus did over 2,000 years ago. We can live in freedom because of what he did on the cross. Listen, because he is resurrected, we are now resurrected. Because he turned the tables, we can turn the tables on the enemy. Because the Bible also says that the devil doesn't come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Oh, but the newness of life that Jesus Christ gave us this day, we commemorate this day because we are reminded of the life-giving Savior. We are reminded of what he did to the enemy. We are reminded that we can stand as victorious because of what he did. I want to read some song lyrics to you. I love it because it, it kind of puts a picture or represents um, the turning of the tables. It's from the song Resurrecting. It said, The head that once was crowned with thorns is crowned with glory now. Come on. The Savior that knelt to wash our feet, now at his feet we bow. The one who wore sin and shame is now robed in majesty. The radiance of his perfect love now now shines for all to see I love that, that Jesus Christ would subject himself. Just think about the picture that. And I don't think we're going to ever comprehend until we get to heaven. And maybe he will allow us to see what he went through. When they put the thorn, the crown of thorns, they shoved it on his head. You know, movies have tried to depict what happened. But I don't think they've got the half of what happened. The, the crucifixion was a professional killing method. The Romans were professional at killing people. They devised a cruel and calculated way to kill people. Imagine Jesus Christ subjecting himself to the worst possible death known to man at that time. Put a crown of thorns on his head. Mocking him, put a robe of purple on him and saying, King of the Jews, King of the Jews, while his back was still stinging from all the pain of the whips on his back, flesh ripped out. He was being portrayed and, 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 and going through the, the streets and people were jeering him, mocking him, carrying that cross. And when we see these movies, they have a little bit of dignity. He's got robes and so on. But that's not how it was back in the day. They stripped him naked. His, his, his flesh was torn and he had to drag himself up that cross. And I've said this before. Listen, the thing that actually kills you when you're on the cross is suffocation. 
Because when you're hanging that way, you can't actually breathe. You have to use your leg muscles to drag yourself up the cross, take a breath. And because you're so weak, you just drop down again. And because of that, each time you wanted to take a breath, you have to scrape your whip torn back across the cross. and Lift it up for another breath until you can't do that no more. And you suffocate, literally. And that's why they had to break people's legs to actually speed it up. So you couldn't push yourself anymore. And you just suffocate there. Jesus Christ decided to do that, to come to the lowest common denominator. He decided to bring himself low, humble, so that when he flips the script, it will be a huge reversal. When he flips the script, Romans who were there killing him saying, surely this man is the son of God. When he flipped the script, people who were whipping him, jeering him, they see him now standing victorious. They can't say anything else. They won't be able to contradict or resist when he flips the script. That's why I love what Jesus did. He allowed himself to go so low that when he goes so high, everybody that saw him down there can't look but look up their eyes and say, Lord Jesus. You know, I have a song that I sing that I say the day that he comes back, we're going to say the same thing. People that love him and cherish him are going to say, oh my Lord. And people that was pushed against him are going to look down and say, oh my Lord, because they know exactly who he is. They know exactly what he's come to do. Listen, I believe when Jesus Christ comes back and steps foot on the Mount of Olives, he's going to need no introduction because everybody's going to know exactly who he is and exactly what he's come to do. When you look at the fire in his eyes, the sword coming out of his mouth, we are going to be jubilating, saying, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for your return. Don't be the other group that's saying, Dear Lord Jesus, have mercy on me because it's going to be too late by then. That time has passed. We need to be here telling you Jesus you're the Lord and Savior of my life right now because what you did 2,000 years ago you turned the tables on the enemy and I want to have that power to turn the tables on the enemy too who's with me in this place wants to turn some tables come on now Thank you, Jesus. And I love it because we can take this in every area of our life. Jesus Christ turned the table on the enemy. Listen, if you're bound by addiction, you can turn the table. Can you say amen in this place? Jesus Christ turned the table on the enemy. If you're sick, you have diseases, you can turn the table on the enemy right now. Come on, Jesus Christ was made poor that we can be rich. Listen, if you're living a life that's base, turn the tables and live an abundant life. Can you say amen in this place? Come on now. You're, you're, you've got temporary, you've got... Uh, things affecting your mind you can't sleep at night uh, have no more of that because of what he did on the cross uh, turn the table on the enemy and have peace uh, that surpasses all understanding can you say amen in its place uh, you can be free uh, because who the sun sets free uh, is truly free indeed uh, come on let's give him praise in this place uh, thank you Jesus ha. Jesus Christ has risen. Can you say amen? Come on now. He is risen so that you can rise to him. You don't have to be bound anymore. You don't have to live that life anymore. We can be risen victorious. Oh, the one who wore crown of thorns is now crowned with glory. Seated at the right hand of the Father. I can't wait to the day we get to look upon Jesus Christ. And we get to worship him for all eternity. Because he saved a wretch like me, saved a wretch like you. He gave you another chance, another opportunity. We need to lift up that name of Jesus in this place. 
And I said all of that to, to say this because this world, the society we're living in, is trying to suppress Jesus Christ. We was out there on the streets, uh, um, and uh, all of the signs, well, three of the four signs had the name Jesus on there. I love it. Toby's already tall. He's like seven feet tall already, but he was holding this thing up high. I was like high up in the sky. But when you lift up the name of Jesus Christ, it has a profound effect on people. Try it. Try yourself. Go walk in the town. Just shout Jesus. See what happens. It will cause a stir. Because Jesus Christ is the pinnacle of what we believe as Christians. And unfortunately, there are people that label themselves as uh, Christians. I mean, it's in the title, Christ, isn't it? But they label themselves as Christians and say uh, that Jesus Christ uh, was a good man. Um, He was a prophet, some people say. Some people say... He was a good teacher, Um, but that's it, nothing else. And therefore, they're living a life saying, listen, if we just do good, we pay our taxes, uh, we uh, help old ladies across the street, (laughs) we will be good. My Bible says there's one way to the Father. There's no one else. There's no way else. He says he is the door. You come any other way, you are a thief and a robber. And I say that with confidence and I say that with boldness, uh, that there is no other way except Jesus Christ. Because what he did on the cross paved the way for everybody to get there. If he didn't do that on the cross, if he didn't rise up from the dead, then we'll have to pay for our sins ourselves. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus so if you're here, the Bible, Paul says, listen, if, even if angels come preaching anything else apart from Christ crucified, run away. Paul was the one that says, listen, I profess to know nothing at all except for Christ crucified. Take away the cross, we have no power. Take away Jesus Christ rising from the dead, we're just a group of people following a, a, an ancient book. But we understand that this Sunday, we commemorate the greatest event of history. This Sunday, we commemorate the day, oh, that Satan ran away scared. This day, we commemorate the day that Jesus Christ went to the enemy's camp and took the keys and said, I'll take that. I'll go back to my people and set them free. We commemorate the day that Jesus Christ opened up the door and beckoned us in to come and say, come, find peace through me. We commemorate the day that Jesus Christ set himself above anybody else. To this day, there is no one that said, I am going to die and I'm going to pick my life back up again. Jesus Christ is the saviour of the universe. Jesus Christ is my Lord and personal saviour. Do you love him in this place? Come on now, is he your Lord and personal saviour? Let's give him praise right now today as he is risen right now. Jesus Christ is alive and well. Change my life, can change your life. Come on, worship 
keep him. Don't stop him. Don't stay quiet. Jesus Christ is alive. Risen today. Let our neighbors know that Jesus Christ is alive. Let your family members know Jesus Christ is alive. Listen, everybody else is dead, but the grave is empty. Ha! You can visit his grave now. He's not there anymore. Come on now. Try and search for his body. You won't find it anymore. Come on now. Jesus Christ is alive. Give him a shout of praise in this place. Listen, there is no one like Jesus who agrees in that place. Come on, Jesus Christ, there's none like him. He did what no one can do. And that's why I serve him faithfully. I give my life to him because he gave it for me. Come on now. And then on the third day, he took it back up again. Like the boss of the universe as he is. Come on now, Jesus Christ is risen. Listen, don't let no one hijack these uh, holidays because uh, it's bank holidays. Bank holidays. Tell people the reason for the season. Come on now. Tell people the reason you got a day off work is because my Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, uh, he hung on the cross. Uh, he was beaten black and blue, uh, put in a grave, uh, but the grave couldn't contain him. Uh, the grave couldn't hold him down. Uh, he had to burst forth, uh, and Jesus Christ is risen. Come on now. <laughs> Forgive me, I get a little bit excited at Easter time. Jesus Christ is alive. Is we want to pray, church? I want to leave this place with victory. Can you say amen in this place? Oh, Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for your son, Jesus Christ, who came and dwelt amongst us. God, we thank you that he had compassion over us and took upon his shoulders the sin of mankind and went to die a sinner's criminal death and took away the sins of the world when he stepped out free on the third day. We thank you, God, that because of what he done, we can stand free and victorious today. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we are also resurrected with you and we walk in newness of life. God, we thank you. Seal these words in our hearts, oh God. Let your glory shine out even in our lives that when people look at us, they'll begin to glorify you in heaven. Father, we thank you. Have all the glory. All the glory is yours and we worship you, King Jesus. And we pray all these things in Jesus name we all said amen he is risen God is alive amen God bless you happy Easter from the Potter's House Church God bless you all amen amen